Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing. And anything you need printed, that's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is episode 67. 67. What a great number. Uh, we are sitting down today with Katie Giglio, which is one... Is that say that right? No. No, you looked at me wrong. <laughs> I thought I'll, that the second we started, I was like, oh, we should I never, talk about that. I, okay, this is episode <laughs> 67, and I have yet to ask somebody how to pronounce their name before I start. <laughs> I butcher it. It's Giglio. It's okay. Oh my gosh, I so like Giglio better. A lot of people say it that way. It's um, probably super offensive, isn't it? I'm I sorry. think that's like how they traditionally <laughs> say it in Italy. I I don't know. Tell me one more time. Giglio. Giglio. Yeah. See, I like the way that that Katie Giglio feels on my in, like in my mouth when you I say, say it. You can say that. Is if that it feels weird better, to say? That's I'm fine. sorry. We're we're in a garage, and I'm talking about the way things feel when I say them. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Um, so she is here from uh, CrossFit uh, Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. Good. I was guessing. I'm glad. Yep. I th- Wearing it all over. Yeah. I've noticed that that you re- represent well. I do. Yeah. It's yeah. second home to me. Always garbed so. up and whatnot. Well, um, so I came across your story in this little publication in Nashville called the Nashville Fit Mag. Um, it's really important to this podcast being that we're number one in Nashville. <laughs> I just like to bring that up from time to time just to, just to throw that out there. Um, but... She had this amazing story about overcoming uh, recovery um, from a stroke, and and I thought it was incredible, and so I wanted to have her on the podcast and uh, have a chance for all of you guys to hear about it, because a lot of you aren't in Nashville and don't get the Nashville Fit Magazine, and you would have never gotten a chance to hear this story. And so, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Sorry I butchered your name. It's okay. Forgiven. Probably going to have that guilt on for a while. (laughs) I'm going to try to move on. You're not the first one. Not the first one. Well, I, I... I've had three people that have gotten my last name correct in my lifetime. Fasig? Yes. That was number four. There we go. You are now number four. (laughs) How in the world did you do that? I don't know. Everybody does short A instead of long A. No, because if you, well, I'm a speech therapist, so I'm trying to like segment it, and that's what I would, it would be a long A sound. Yeah. F A dash sig. Fasig. You're, you might be the smartest person that's ever been on this podcast right go. now. I think, I think, I wish I had a trophy or an <laughs> award or something. Um, but hey, anyways, back to you. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. <laughs> 
So, so how in the world did did you one this all happen, and then like how did you come out of it? Because you're doing amazing things in the fitness world right now, and at least that I can see, and probably some other things that aren't publicized. So, tell us tell us about your story and how you got to where you are today. Okay, um, do you want me to start like birth? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Wherever you want to start. Um, <laughs> some people have taken that literally, but. Well, okay. I've been doing CrossFit since 2013. Um, now, were you always like in Nashville? Was that in I Nashville? I started yeah. in Knoxville okay. when I had finished my comprehensive exams for grad school and realized I ate too much food and sat in the library too much. <laughs> so I wanted to um, do something healthier for myself. And then a couple months later, moved back to Nashville. Which so is where? How, how did you? Why did you think CrossFit? Why did you go? You know what? <laughs> CrossFit. That's funny because it um it was just a Groupon actually. No kidding. Yeah, and to, then the gym no longer exists. I oh. can't even remember what it's called. I think it was CrossFit Harder to Kill or Hard to Kill or it doesn't exist Shoot anymore. Shoot to Kill something. Some, something to do with I think it's a Mark Ripito quote of like oh, okay. stronger people are harder to kill. And so I think Except that's where they unless you name your box that. Yeah, then, then it, the box then it dies. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> so Maybe that's they where had I too started. Many Groupons. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But I started there and then moved back to Nashville in May because that's where I mostly grew up. Okay. Um, now, where'd you grow up around here in Nashville? Um, like in Brentwood area. I went to Franklin Road Academy. Okay. And My then, sister went there. She's six year older than me, though. So oh, okay. You would have not been there at the same time. But but probably have her pictures somewhere around the school together. Good school. Maybe. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. So moved back here um, and then... Just Googled CrossFit gyms and CrossFit Nashville happens to be the first one. They yeah. also got a really good name because it pops up if you yeah, type sure. in CrossFit Nashville. Um, and it was close to where I was living at the time. So mm-hmm. joined there and really liked all the people there and had so, been there. So how long had you done CrossFit before moving to Nashville? Just a couple months. Just a couple months? Yeah. And then uh, so... So you just that was that was just the box that you chose. Like you mm-hmm. found that first. You went there. Yeah. You you it wasn't a trial thing. Like you just were like, I'm going in. Um, I think I had tried another one. Like when I was home visiting for a weekend, and it oh, okay. was smaller. And then it was just this happened to be just close to where I was living with my parents when I moved back home from school. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. I didn't even. I didn't really do CrossFit enough to realize how much you could get out of it more than just fitness like with the community sure, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. um but got really lucky that's in cool. doing so yeah so, yeah no i think that's great yeah um yeah just kind of casually did it for a while realized i was stronger and tried to do it a little more seriously um i don't know just did a couple competitions and mm-hmm. what was your I first think, competition um i did talons take two to tango yeah two to tango yeah and i had not been crossfitting for that maybe just like a year or two mm-hmm. and that was what year was that one, 20 2014 yeah 2014. 2014 yeah and then i did a battle of the barbells one year two in 2015 okay yeah and then 2016 was when i had my stroke so um but right before that battle of the barbells that's in november I had like started feeling, had some issues going on with my stomach and things like that. Didn't mm-hmm. really know what it was. Uh, finished Battle of the Barbells and told my mom I was having some issues with like bowel and blood and things like that that are never normal. Right, yeah. And so went to 
I went to my OBGYN actually and was like, I know you're not the right guy for this. Um, can you lead me in the right direction? And so he got me a referral for a gastroenterologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a colonoscopy and I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Okay. Which is um, an autoimmune. They think it's autoimmune. They don't really know what causes it. Um, but it's just an inflammation of your colon and you have mm-hmm. all, like active ulcers that cause bleeding. Oh, and, wow. Is it painful? Yes. Yeah, and I lost yeah. a lot of weight and I was very anemic. Um, you just can't really keep any food down. Everything gets irritated. Mm-hmm. So I was really sick from that. Um, they hadn't found any sort of like medicine that was putting it into remission because you're never cured from it. You're only okay. like in remission. And so... Um, Oh wow! Yeah. So it could it could potentially flare up anytime. It could flare up yeah. whenever if it's not treated right. Um, mm-hmm. But I had had it pretty severe. They like rank it, you know, mild, moderate, severe, and mine was severe. Um, kind of didn't. I mean, it sucked a lot. Like you're you're just yeah not yourself. You can't really go about your every day the same because you're constantly worrying about running to bathrooms and doing things like that. Sure, um, yeah. So yeah, so that happened, and I was pretty sick from November to March, and the Open came around mm-hmm. and was just still doing CrossFit. Probably shouldn't have been doing it as much because I had no food in me in the first place, and I was oh, burning yeah. calories yeah. at the same time. But at the same time, it was also something that like made me feel normal. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially when like you're in it. like. You you love it so much. You don't want to miss it. You want to show up no matter what, yeah. you know, and work out and be, and see the people and, and all the things. I'm sure yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. And having ulcerative colitis is also like your gut is really related to your mind. Like they think it's like your second yeah, sure. brain. And so I feel like when I was at the gym, I wasn't thinking about being sick. And so sometimes mm. I could just manage things better there. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But. I was listening to. One of the podcasts I listen to are, is some doctors, and they were talking about uh, the gut biome, mm-hmm. and and they were saying it's really the central uh, brain to your entire yep. body. Like yep. everything passes through your stomach, no, mm-hmm. ma- no matter what. Um, and I thought that was so fascinating. Yeah. And, and then your story here. <laughs> yeah. So like <laughs> stress like, oh, and every, like yeah. you have to manage your stress because if you're stressed, it could like you know exacerbate your symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Everything like that. So I guess. Being at the gym was a less stressful environment for me, but regardless, was probably not the volume of doing things was probably still not good for me at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But um, your body wasn't in a place to support your output at that no, point. Yeah, and I didn't really think about it that way. I just was like, I want to go to the gym. That's what yeah. I like to. That's <laughs> I go to work and then I go to the gym and then I go home and that's my that's you know that's, my yeah. routine. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that I you know feel terrible all the time. Right. But, um, so yeah, that kind of was going on and the open rolls around and, um, I had just gotten one medicine that had failed. It was an infusion that they're supposed to get and it had worked for a while and then it failed. And mm-hmm. so my symptoms all came back and I had just, um, was talking to my doctor and was on the route to go get a, um, pre-op visit with a surgeon to talk about getting my colon removed and oh wow getting a colostomy bag and all of those things because they we'd exhausted all of those options yeah. um and then like that had happened like three days before my stroke that like it was just really really bad and then i was at the gym doing 16.4 so all of this is going down all in the time that you're doing the open so mm-hmm. you're competing 
Trying ultimately. to. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you yeah. are. And, and, um, and, and all of a sudden you're like dealing with life altering news. Yeah. In the midst of it that, that was going to dramatically change you, mm-hmm. um, and especially everyday life. Yes. In, in the I can't even imagine the level of stress and, or anxiety or whatever that you were feeling at that point. Yeah. And it was really hard because like nobody, I mean, one, you don't want to talk about like, the bathroom stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. gross. I mean, you just don't want to talk to people about that. Sure. But you could, like, there was really no one to relate to that mm-hmm. understood, like, what was going on. Like, you can explain, like, you know, I have this this illness and I'm sick and that's why I can't go out or that's why I can't do this. But, like, yeah. it it's, they call it an invisible illness. So, like, you're really sick, but you don't outwardly look sick. Mm-hmm. Except looking back, I realized I was because, like, my eyes were sunken in and I just looked malnourished and ill but um so that was hard because like you feel bad but you can't really explain to people or you can but they don't really understand you know and you're on edge because you don't know what's going to happen or when something's going to happen everything's so like there's no um timing to it it's just like when your body decides it yeah is gonna not take to whatever you ate like oh you know yeah so that's yeah it wasn't fun um so that was happening all during the open and Yeah, so sixteen point four rolls around. Yes. You do it. I right? did it. Okay. Yeah, it was the um it was that big chipper. I think it was all fifty fives and it was fifty five calorie row, then fifty five deadlifts, wall balls and handstand push ups maybe. Mm. I don't know. I didn't finish the whole I didn't finish a round of it, but I'm pretty sure it was an AMRAP. But I, I don't d- remember I that don't long know. ago at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they the did worst. it the next year, and I felt like it was my redemption. Oh, but, okay. um, yeah, we did that. <laughs> I did both of them. Don't remember either <laughs> one. <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But yeah. either way, we did that. We, um, I remember like some of my friends, it was like raining that day a little bit. And so we kind of stayed in the gym for a while. We played the game Spot It <laughs> before we left the gym to go okay. get lunch. I just had like some, Little memories of that. Um, but yeah, we went to go. My friends and I always would go get lunch on Saturdays, either mm-hmm. after the open or after we worked out on Saturdays, regardless. Um, so we were going to go to La Hacienda, which is just like, I don't know, maybe two miles at the most down the road mm-hmm. from CFN. So uh, we'd walked out of the gym, and one of my friends was like, How's everything going? Like, I know you haven't felt well lately. And I was like, I'm okay. Like, it's not terrible, you know, just getting by. Mm-hmm. And then we all get in our car separately to go to the restaurant, and we turn out um, one of the side roads is called Allied, and it hits Nolansville. And so we turned out on the Allied, and I started like feeling kind of odd. Like I was like, my head hurts. Like this is weird. I don't know. Like I could start to feel like my face kind of droop, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Now, um, reading this part stressed me out <laughs> so much. Like, my palms were getting sweaty, and, like, I'm reading. You know, and I'm like, I'm not even going through this, and I'm nervous what's happening. Yeah. So keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat right now, even. <laughs> so we're at a stoplight to turn on to Nolansville, and um, the radio is on. And you know how, like, I don't know how to explain it. When you're kind of, like, in your own head, yeah, and yeah. it's like an outer body experience almost. Uh-huh. You're like, let me see, like. If what I feel like is happening is what's really happening. And so I put down my mirror and like 
could see my face drooping. Oh, wow. And then I like happened to know the song on the radio. So I like tried to sing it and could hear my voice sounded really like dysarthric and drunk. And um, no kidding. I just, I still didn't like think like, oh, you're having a stroke. Right. But I was like, well, this is very strange. Yeah. You're like, this is not right. And in the meantime, I had like missed the light. It had like turned green and there were a couple cars ahead of me and Uh I didn't turn. And then some of my friends were behind me. And so I like waved, was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And then we turned um, and it just kind of kept getting worse as Mm -hmm. we were driving. Um, My arm and my legs started to kind of lose feeling and on my left side. Um, I still wasn't like processing that I was having a stroke, but mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is just so strange. Like I need, really so need to get to this restaurant. Yeah. Um, and then I missed the turn to the restaurant because okay. I just wasn't paying attention or was. And this would have been a right hand turn into the restaurant. It was a left hand turn. Okay. So you're coming from. Yeah. So we went on Ally, then turned left onto Nolansville. Gotcha. And then it wasn't, it's not too far down the road from there, but I happened to miss it. So then I took the next left Mm -hmm. and turned around and got to the restaurant. And somehow there was a spot right in front. So I just pulled my car in. It was, it's all like divine intervention. It's very yeah, strange. I mean, and, and the, okay. And I know this restaurant, like yeah. La Hacienda, this is the real La Hacienda. This yeah. isn't all the other like yeah. chain La Haciendas. And so it's on Nolan's Road. And, and to understand this parking lot, it, it's like three <laughs> rows, yeah. very small, maybe like five or six cars deep. Like this is a tiny yeah, parking lot. Small. And so like plenty of chance for error here. Like, <laughs> and, and, and you somehow navigate the parking lot. And, and park I mean, I just safely. had to turn in and literally, like, go straight into a spot. It was very, very Oh, bizarre. my gosh. That's crazy. And and so your friends, were they still behind you, or did they just turn in and be they like, I guess she decided. They had all turned in. Yeah, yeah they like, had oh, all whatever. turned She's... in. And um, I was in my car, and at that point, like, I couldn't move any part of my left side. Oh, like, my gosh. was, like, having to pick my arm up with my right arm. Yeah. And, um... So I texted my friend, the one that had asked if I was doing okay, mm-hmm. and um, we still joke about it today because I texted him and I was like, I don't really feel good. Can you come out here? And he was like, we're all inside. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can't get out of my car mm-hmm. in some way or another. That's what I'd said to him. And he said, well, Melissa will come out. And um, Melissa is one of our friends who works or worked in the neuro ICU at Vanderbilt. Another very like amazing coincidence. Yeah, how about that? Um, And so Melissa comes out and she's just like, "Holy crap, you are having a stroke!" Mm -hmm. Because that's what she works with. I mean, yeah, yeah. And and everything that was happening to me was textbook stroke. Mm -hmm. Um, And I told her no, I wasn't. (laughs) Even though I I'm a speech pathologist, and in school we learn about strokes because we work with stroke patients. Right. I. Still wasn't having one, according to myself. Sure. Um, yeah. And she was like, I'm calling 911. I said, Can you call my mom first? And she said, I'm not calling your mom. Yeah. I'm calling 911 first. So, um, how, how old are you when this happens? I was 27. 27 years old. And is there. Is there an age thing associated with stroke, like normal age range for that? Or I, is it kind of all over the place? I think there is. An assumption that it's an older thing yeah. that happens, um, but then you hear about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I hear now about it happening to younger people, but I, yeah. yeah, that's part of why I was like, 
Yeah, not not me. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And so, so what happens from that point? Of, so she calls an ambulance. She doesn't really care about who you think she should call, <laughs> and uh, she's like, "No, I'm going to do, not do right this." Now. Yeah, and and so you go. You end up going to Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. So the ambulance comes and. Uh, um, the closest hospital to La Hacienda mm-hmm. is not Vanderbilt. Um, and so it, I think it's Southern Hills is the one that's on the other side of Nolensville. But they take yeah. you to the closest one. Right, but right. she said... Unless you tell them, I think. Unless right? you yeah. tell them. Yeah. So she yeah. said, I work at Vanderbilt. I work in this department. You know, she's having a stroke. Right. Um, Vanderbilt Oh, is, that's right. Yes, it would have been closer. I was mm-hmm. trying to think. I was like... I yeah. feel like Vanderbilt's got to be pretty. Close I don't think if it, it was that there, much but yeah, further away, yeah. but um. But yeah, that's where you want to go. Yeah. So she said they're a level one. Um, I think called level one comprehensive stroke center. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so. Which means you know, they're, the, they're the best place to go. Yeah, in this and instance. when you have a yeah. stroke, you have a timeline for which you can get um the TPA, which mm-hmm. is the plot or the clot dissolving drug. Yeah. And so if they had taken me to another hospital, that would have just shortened that time frame. They right. would have like had to, I don't even know if they would have been able to do an MRI. I don't know what they would have done, mm-hmm. but it would have been just one step in between going to Vanderbilt, which is where they would have sent me from there anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It would have prolonged it. And so you get there and do they just take your friend's word for it and give you the drug? Like she what, do they have to do tests? She had called them. Okay. She was supposed to work a. She did work a shift that night too, which was also funny. Okay. Um, but she <laughs> called them and was like, "Listen, I have a friend. She's on her way." And it just happened that like nothing was going on there, and they were just waiting for me when I got there. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty like if anything could have happened so perfectly, this happened perfectly. Yeah. So the um, perfect bad storm yeah, turned into like a perfect absolutely. healing storm. Yeah. In the same process. So they um. They obviously, like, you know, determined that I was having a stroke, and they asked if I had anything else going on, and I told them about my ulcerative colitis, and I think that was kind of a concern for them because mm-hmm. of the bleeding. But um, they went ahead, and they gave me the TPA, and then they also did its intra-arterial surgery. So they took a catheter and inserted it through my groin, mm-hmm. and literally, and I was consciously sedated during all of this and literally like went up into the blood vessel where the clot was and like sucked it out. That's crazy. And as they, and yeah, it was bizarre. So amazing. And and you're awake. So like, because you have to respond if things are, as everything happens to return to normal and like just little by like, I could feel my toes start to move again and like. That quick. Yeah. And I started talking to them, telling them like, we know. Yeah. But you got to sit still. I'm like, but, yeah, you know, I can, like, hear my voice coming back. So it was within a matter, I mean, I don't wish I could remember exactly, like, what time I'd gotten to the restaurant versus by the time I was right. in the waiting room. But, like, you wouldn't have even known at that point that, like, anything had happened in the hours before that. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. That's so amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. And I didn't even know they could do that. No for a stroke. I, I I've never heard of a stroke like turning around that quickly yeah. either. Like to be able to feel. I guess that's the the the, the three hour window, you know, yeah. kind of thing, right? It was all. Yeah, it was the timing of it all, and um, I guess that pr- the procedure for sure. Yeah. Was because they just were. They could just reverse it, and I didn't. Yeah, I had no idea that it was something that could. 
you could easily, not easily, but like if everything happens how it's supposed to, mm-hmm. could come out of it with very little side effects. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I'm absolutely blown away by that. <laughs> Any any time I, I spend a lot of time in hospitals and uh, <laughs> with my r- real job and uh, like the things that people have done to them absolutely mm-hmm. blow my mind. Yeah, like to go up from like your groin to your brain yeah. or like your heart even and like all the things that people do. I'm just like that didn't even seem real. Yeah, like, and I, to keep you awake during it, I'm like I didn't even, like. I guess that's is it brain surgery? Like I don't know if it's brain surgery or not, but it's I mean, like you went all the way up to basically, my brain, right? And I still have all my hair. You didn't have to shave any part of my head, yeah. like. Yeah, I mean it's just oh, it's unbelievable. And so what's so recovery wise? Like what what was it like after that procedure? You said you gained your feeling and stuff like that, but like as far as all motor skills, like was there a lag on on your left side? Was there? Um, I mean, when I got when I was. In the hospital room after it, like, you wouldn't have even known that I'd had a stroke. Like, they did all the, like, fine motor tests and gross motor and speech and, like, passed them all. Um, Wow. You didn't... I didn't really notice anything until I got back into the gym, Mm -hmm. um, which was a week later. Yeah. Which was also really cool. Whoa. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) So, what did you notice in the gym? Um, things were just slower, like double unders, like my left wrist doesn't move as quickly as my right. Um, we did like a heavy grace a couple of weeks later and like getting my elbows around on a clean, my left (laughs) elbow didn't. (laughs) Did you, did you RX that? Oh, heavy grace. It was heavy grace with a partner. So it was 135 with a partner. Okay. And that that still seems like ridiculous. Like. Yeah. You so just the, had emergency surgery. So the I spent a week in the hospital. Um, they mm-hmm. wouldn't release me because they wanted to get my ulcerative colitis under control because okay. if I was still bleeding, they thought mm. that there was a risk of a clot. And sure, then, sure. Um, so I spent a week in the hospital. I wasn't uh-huh. allowed to like squat or anything because they had like sutured or, you know, wherever they put the catheter in, yeah. there was some sort of glue or something that if I had bent too far would... Like tear it and would yeah, not. just some gorilla glue in there, probably. Yeah, some, I don't know, <laughs> but something that they were like, if you squat too low, you'll break this. And oh, sounds delightful. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, well, we won't do that then. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> but yeah, so spent the week in the hospital, and then I think I had it was like ten full days before I could go back to the gym. So mm-hmm. like two days that I was home, and then I could go to the gym. Um. And I had just gotten muscle ups like pretty consistently. Yeah. Uh, couldn't do a muscle up anymore. Uh, it took me a full year to get it again. Well, that's that's way more than me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I had to just work on getting everything faster again because they just mm-hmm. like, even now, people kind of make fun of me because I still like, my left arm does not, my wrist does not move as quick when I do double unders or I was told it doesn't even move at all sometimes. Oh, funny. Yeah. So it's just like little things that... Is it just during double unders or have you noticed another thing still? Um, I think overall my right side's just stronger. Yeah. In general, I don't think it's like significantly like mm-hmm. stronger, but if something is to like, you know, fatigue faster, it's usually on my left side. Sure. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, that's all right. It happens <laughs> to me all the time. All the time. Um, but yeah, it was like, it, unless, like, I think if it had happened to anybody else that wasn't doing any sort of like, 
fitness or something mm-hmm. like that, you wouldn't have noticed the little things that I was noticing, which okay. I guess in the long run is good. So, like, it's because you're so self-aware, you think, because of your fitness? or I think so. I yeah. think, like, if someone wasn't, you know, doing weightlifting or doing something, it wouldn't make a difference to that. Like, they wouldn't see that one side was doing something slower because oh, okay. they're not trying to, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, I don't, you're not trying to do those things. Like double under period. Yeah. You're not worrying about that. So it's not a big deal. So the normal person would be like, oh, everything's fine. Yeah. I think most people don't do double unders because they just haven't found the right rope. (laughs) That's what it is. I I have lots of ropes hanging there. (laughs) One of them will be the right one. None of those had double unders. I'll just tell you, you know, if you need a list of ropes that don't have double (laughs) unders, I have a great list. But I do have two ropes now that have double unders. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the rope. It's not you. It's always the rope. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with lifting. It could be the shoes. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just word for the wise out there. Out of all my CrossFit experience, <laughs> there. Uh, so, take taking kind of away. Um, did did life just go on the same? Did did things have to change in your life after that stroke? Like, wh- was that a light bulb moment moment for like general health in the way that your your colitis and all the work together, or was it just like okay, I'm more aware of this and so i have to do things different like what like did Um, anything change i think it did well first of all they also they couldn't really like determine one specific thing that caused my stroke Mm -hmm. i definitely think it was the bleeding from the ulcerative colitis but then i was also on birth control Mm -hmm. which you know it's like 99 point whatever there's that tiny risk that you could have a stroke on oral birth control so that probably contributed to it. So yeah. we removed that. Um, You're special is what yeah, that says. Yeah, I, I know. Those, that's 1%. how everything in my life happens. It's, it's like <laughs> I'm always that one thing. I, even when I was a kid, like I'm, one time I did something wrong, I always got caught. Yeah. That's just yeah. how my life is. You are that person. Yeah. Man. So they took that away. Um, we tried again the same drug for my ulcerative colitis mm-hmm. and it wasn't working. So then we did consult with a surgeon um, but at that point, since my stroke happened at Vanderbilt, all of my care went into Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was seeing a um, gastro at St. Thomas, and then I switched over to Vanderbilt. And um, my doctor there was like, I have one more that we can try, and mm-hmm. it's worth just trying to see um, if it works. If not, you know, we tried, and then we'll, we'll go and see about the surgery. Yeah. And so that was still looming. The colostomy bag and all that yes, stuff was yeah, still... Yeah, because okay. it wasn't... It was certainly not in remission. Like, the whole time that I was in the hospital, Jeez. I was still dealing yeah. with symptoms. Um, which part of, like, what you asked, like, if things changed, like, your diet definitely plays a big role in it. And mm-hmm. I kind of got into a whole, like, effort mentality. Yeah, yeah. When I was really sick, where it was like, it doesn't matter what I eat, I'm going to get sick. Yeah, well, at but some that's point, that's not the you, right way to think yeah. about it. I mean, but it's easy. Like we yeah. all get there, like in different things. We're just like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, who I cares? remember driving home from the gym and going to McDonald's and taking it, or no, to Taco Bell and taking it to my parents' house, and was mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know this is awful for me, but I'm I, nothing stays in my stomach anyway. Yeah, it all is going to end up the same. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, they tried a new, um, another drug that's called Intivio, and it's given in an infusion. I have to go every eight weeks, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a miracle drug. It put my UC in remission. Yeah. So I didn't have to get the surgery. Look at that. Um. Yes. Yeah. 
it's kind of crazy. It's a very expensive drug, but insurance is cool. So, um, so yeah, so that we got, I focused more on getting that under control Mm -hmm. and then also, um, kind of started to take more of an interest in nutrition and what I put into my body also because I was realizing, you know, I'd lost my muscle up and I wanted to get it back and Mm -hmm. maybe I should think more about weighing a little bit less, which is like, no one ever, no one's going to ever tell you that. I tell myself that all the but, time. But, but no one's going to go, like, no one was going to come up to me at the gym and be like, Katie, if you lost 20 pounds, it might be a little easier to get yourself on yeah. top of the ring. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, if I care about CrossFit and I care about this. So maybe I need to pay more attention to what I put in my body and mm-hmm. how much I put into my body. Yeah. Um, and so I started tracking macros and doing all of that. And that, I, um, I started doing that in 20, the end of 2016. Okay. And now is this on your own, like just tracking your macros and yeah. stuff, or did you have a plan in mind? I like, just I had some friends that had done it, so I kind of talked to them about it. Okay. And it's kind of just my personality of like when I decide I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Like there was nothing, like nothing really happened that made me like decide I was gonna lose weight. I just yeah woke up one day and was like, I'm gonna try to count macros again. Yeah. Um and lost and I started doing that and then um, my boyfriend and I bought RP strength templates. Mm-hmm. And so I started mm-hmm. following that. Um, and then I've lost close to 40 pounds. And then now I just kind of strictly track macros. It's a little more flexible for me to, than RP was, but so it was a good, are there certain foods that like you're, you found like that interact with UC worse than others? Um, a like, lot are there of, anything like that? A lot of like fibrous foods, like really leafy greens. If it's, if it's not in remission, when it's in remission, okay. I feel like I can eat most things, but like really like leafy yeah. greens or like things that just don't digest, like just don't, you know, digest well in your stomach. Like that's what would like, like flare corn. it up worse. Yeah. It's yeah. like corn that comes in and comes out yeah. the same way. It does not digest at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that could like irritate it. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Kind of. I don't, I don't think I have like an intolerance to gluten, but I don't like eat a ton of it. I yeah. don't eat a ton of dairy, although now I was going to ask told, about dairy. Yeah. Now I was told I do need to eat more dairy because I have really low vitamin D. So, okay. which was something that they, they do a lot of blood work when they, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. when I get my infusion and I was like pretty deficient in that. So, um, I eat a little more dairy now, but that's one of the things I've heard recently that people are harping on is that people need to supplement now more than ever mm-hmm. vitamin D. Yeah, they got me um, like a prescription strength vitamin D that I yeah. go. I have to pick up and take it once a week, and it's like it's like ten thousand units. It's a lot of vitamin D. Yeah, I didn't realize. Like, like yeah. I don't know how you get so deficient, and I guess I, I guess not eating dairy, not going outside in the sun, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, well, yeah, definitely the sunlight. I mean, that, yeah. that's one of the things. A lot of people um, with like. Seasonal depression stuff. Mm-hmm. Have been, we were talking about it a lot recently too. Um, well, going into the winter, they were yeah. talking about it and how they start taking vitamin D for that reason. Yeah, um, just helps them out um, chemically. You know, with their balance yeah, in the body. Yeah, I've heard that too. Which I found fascinating. Um, have yet to buy vitamin D, but you know, I just <laughs> I think it's interesting. But you know, stuff. at least if yeah. you decide to. All right, and so um, that brings us up. Is that is that current? That's like pretty current. Yeah. That's wow. All right. Well, I. I'd say you're done. You've had enough things going on in life. <laughs> yeah, no more traumatic experiences. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break and then come right back. 
This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. All right, welcome back to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. So we're continuing on. So, to, so you didn't you didn't just become another statistic. You didn't become like, oh, she had a stroke and now life is terrible and <laughs> she can now blink her left eye. Like you got back <laughs> to the gym, you kept doing stuff, you you dialed in your nutrition. You kind of are living this uh, kind of invigorated path, I guess. You, your your uh, UC is in remission, and now. What what are you up to now? Like, do all you do is CrossFit now? Um, if you ask my boyfriend, yeah, <laughs> that's about all I do. And, um, and what's his name? His what? name is Chance. Coolest name ever. Yeah, he's pretty cool. We. I, I'm really disappointed. We were talking during the break about. Uh, I was like, he had to have some great pickup lines. <laughs> like, I can just I, maybe just because I'm a dork, but like, like walking up and be like, you want to take a chance. <laughs> He says that when people ask his name because they think he says Chase. So, like, on the phone, he'll be like, yeah. it's like, take a chance. And then they get it. But never, like, anything towards me. Did yeah, he... nothing fun, huh? No. Jeez. Gotta no. step it up. I know. We met on Bumble. and Bumble. Um, oh, yeah. tell me about that. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I'm fascinated with, with all the things because, like, <laughs> dating when I dated was, like, a thing where you did in person. Yeah. And, like, that's not a thing anymore. Like, no. thank the Lord there was not, like, the YouTube and the social media <laughs> like there is now because I wouldn't want, I wouldn't be able to do the job I do today. But, um, but like, okay, so how does Bumble work? Can you, can you tell um, an, an Bumble, idiot like me? Yeah, Bumble's an app. You swipe through it. If you like someone, you swipe right. If you and that's what the you, Tinder does, too. Yes, right? okay. but Bumble... If you match, the girl has to talk first. So I talk uh, So first. you have the control. Yeah. I, I don't like think that. I said anything like spectacular, but we talked for a while. You didn't say, hey, you want to take a chance? I should have. <laughs> didn't think about it. <laughs> but yeah, I he, try to think. We talked for a while. He talked to me on there while I was at a CrossFit competition once and he asked me about it. And then we went on a date and then the next day we... Went two hours away to go hiking when I didn't tell anyone, which is probably not smart. Yeah, that seems problematic to me. But it, it yeah. worked out. So, yeah. yeah. So, does he do the CrossFit? <laughs> he trains at OPEX in Franklin. Yeah, I've heard of that place. Um, yeah. He's not huge on CrossFit. He likes more like powerlifting, okay. like squatting, things like that. Then why is he at OPEX? Because I think it's like one-on-one training, so like you kind of tell them what your goals are. And okay, then they, okay. He does like some like I realize it's not a, an affiliate anymore. Yeah. But but like he, they do some sort of metcons, but I think he cares just more about the strength stuff. Yeah. I never really asked him to join my gym. Um, okay, you're not that committed yet. Is that what you're saying? You're not- <laughs> well, at first I was like, no, it's my happy place. Like yeah, I don't yeah. want to like mold these don't two come worlds. Ruin it. Yeah. Um, and then he just he tried CrossFit for a little while, not mm-hmm. at CFN, and it's just. I, 
I'm just happy he does anything that's like not sitting yeah. on the couch. So, no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he does that. So he does do some sort of fitness. Yeah. That's neat. But, um, so, okay. So he goes all the way out to Franklin. He works out there. Okay. All right. Man. Cause y'all's, y'all's gyms are not close together. No. No, no. no, not at all. Anyway, anyway, so so according to yeah. the significant other, according to who him, who you met on Bumble, and your initial date was him taking you out to the woods three hours, <laughs> Sounds which good. seems perfectly normal. Yeah, um, you you do CrossFit all the time. Uh, yeah, I do CrossFit six days a week, like training six days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you training for? Are you training for something? We ask ourselves that a lot. <laughs> um, I have a group of really close friends at the gym, three other girls, and then four or five other guys in our head coach programs for mm-hmm. us outside of like our typical class wad. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. You're like on the elite We path. call it the pain cave, and yeah. it's pretty miserable. But um, <laughs> we don't really know. Now that there's no regionals, like we don't really know what. We're doing, but oh, so that that was the goal going. We got yeah, we've yeah. taken. I haven't, but we've taken a team to regionals, and then last year we were really close. And I think we like we were, before they changed everything. We were like, okay, we could like if we actually tried and actually like yeah. without trying, we were that close. Uh huh. So um, we. I mean, I think I have questions about that later off the <laughs> podcast, off air. <laughs> Um, it brought me back some connections and memories of something else. Funny, but anyways. But yeah, we don't. I don't really know what specifically we're training for. I think we're gonna yeah. go to beach Life. brawl. And oh, yeah, because cool. you've you've done that before too. When I was stalking your Instagram, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did beach brawl for the first time in the fall. Okay, but yeah, I mean, it's we just do that every day. So we, we really ask ourselves sometimes, like, what is the point of all of this? <laughs> but we just like working out with each other, and yeah. it's obviously helping. We've all, we've all gotten a lot better. Well, but, you um, enjoy it. I mean, yeah. There's, you know, that's all the reason I need to do stuff. You know? Yeah. So that's six days a week. And then I do CrossFit Kids at mm-hmm. CFN. So the coaching is new, right? Yeah. I got level one certified and then took the CrossFit Kids course um, in August 2017. So Okay. So did you, I feel like I read something like, was it back to back? They were back to back weekends. Yeah. Yeah. The level one and then... The next weekend was the kids course, and they both just happened to be at Mayhem, and so I just that's so funny did them two weekends in a row. And did found, you stay there the whole time? I should have. I found out I passed the level one the Sunday of the kids class. It's like, well, good, glad <laughs> to know I like this was not for nothing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Did those back to back weekends, and then we kind of like slowly rolled into the CrossFit kids because none we really none of us knew what we were doing with it. Yeah, um, and then kind of went official. I think in December. Okay. Um, we we just do it every Saturday. It's still pretty small, but mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of fun. It's neat. Yeah, I like the CrossFit Kids program. I think it's pretty. Yeah, it's, the course was so much fun. Was it? it? Was yeah, and you like learn things that you're like an adult would benefit from hearing something said this way too. It just like breaks down cues on movements a lot more simply. That I'm like that would yeah. make a lot more sense to tell someone this way. Although does it have might. a test at the end as well? No. Oh, nice. Yeah. Man, I like yeah, that. you just have to participate, which was cool. Yeah. We played a lot of games and like did a lot of fun things. Yeah, that's but, great. That's yeah. Really neat. So they asked me to get, um, we'd always talked about doing CrossFit Kids. Um, we just never like, no one ever went and did it. Mm-hmm. And I work with kids. And so it just was kind of fitting that I was the one to, that was going to do it. And so. So are you still um, a uh, a speech pathologist, mm-hmm. like full time. That's kind of yeah. like your 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 gig, and then 
the, all the CrossFit is extra. Happens but afterwards. Equal yeah. is passion. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So where, where do you do your speech pathology? Uh, I work for Metro Schools at H.G. Hill Middle School. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an interesting age, but it's fun. I like it mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, middle school, that's a hot mess. Yeah, um, it is. They're going through things. <laughs> everything. They're going through everything. They are. Middle schoolers are all the worst. Anyways, uh, I, did you have a good middle school experience? I don't think it was bad. Oh, I mean. I don't know anybody that's like. It was great. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was as awkward as they come. Yeah, no one wants to do it again. No. No one ever I wants to do it again. I would go straight to college, and then everything after that was good. Yeah, I try to remember that every day for both of my middle schoolers. <laughs> like, when they go to school, I'm just like, good luck. <laughs> it's tough out there. It's tough. It's tough out there. <laughs> it's not going to be worse, probably, maybe. It, yeah. <laughs> So well, they've got social media and everything, which makes it worse for them. Oh, it's but. yeah, I you, yeah. That's the that's the, why bullying. People people don't understand why bullying is bad anymore. Like because you know back in my day, like you know you'd get beat up or whatever, and that was just part of life. But like the thing with bullying now, like in comparison to what it was, is yeah. like you went home and it, it was you. it wasn't there until you went back to school, yeah. and now it's like twenty four seven. Yeah. And some other people can get involved into it. They don't even know you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a hot mess. And uh, for them. <laughs> yeah, I, it, that's why I do the CrossFit, <laughs> um, to handle any kind of issues that come my way. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to show up at school and be like, you've been talking to my daughter. And they go, no, sir, I am not. <laughs> that's uh, funny. I'm joking, but no, seriously. But really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really just the first boy. You make an example of the first boy and you have a... Status, you have the never the, happens the again folklore, yeah. And you're like, no, you don't mess with that, <laughs> that crazy dad. I would love that, love that. Hashtag goals. Anyways, so uh, so ha- do you coach regular classes or just CrossFit kids? Like, are you, are you um, coaching regularly? Just regular cl- or just CrossFit kids, and then on Sundays I run our open gym. Mm-hmm. I should probably start coaching the regular classes. Just haven't gotten around to like shadowing to do it. Yeah, Although I've been yeah. there long enough, I would. Hopefully know how how one runs. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, just the CrossFit kids and then open gym. That's great. But. Yeah. Um, so does does CrossFit Nashville have more than one location? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, we've got the one on Trousdale, and then we've got one closer to downtown on Charlotte. That's like the one in that close one to the city. Uh, Is that the one over there? Is that the one I'm thinking of? It's like near the one city area. I don't know what like that means. Like past, like, and like... When I grew up here, it was Nashville. Yeah, same. And like, Trying now these all these you know, cute little names for stuff, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's that, it's like one city, and there's like a TOA over there, and um... I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of near like Sylvan Park, sort of, like that side of Charlotte. Oh, okay. Ish. Yeah. Right. Climb Nashville. Near that yeah. over there, you're out. You're out of my depth Sorry. now, but I, I kind of generally know where you're. I don't go about. there enough, so yeah. I can't describe yeah. it. So you're mainly on this. On yeah, the one on the I say Trousdale yeah. mostly. Cool, cool. Well, anything else going on in in life that <laughs> you can you can share us about? You, you've beat adversity, you know. Yeah. I mean, you could do anything now in life, right? You would think. I hope so. Um, I hope so. No, I mean that's <laughs> like you said. Like I don't really do much outside CrossFit. <laughs> dog, and that's it. We have yeah. a dog at home, and. He's pretty much, besides the gym, it's like I'm at home with our dog, taking him to the dog park and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't Not today, anything. though. No, and he's probably worked up inside about it. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> uh, Nashville, if we can yeah. stop raining, that'd be great. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, it's warmer, 
even though it's just March, and it's uh, sunnier. I would take sunnier over warmer, actually. Yeah. I need some sun. It's good for our mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. And and coming on out and sharing your story with us. It's absolutely amazing like your story just the way <laughs> all the pieces kind of although they were terrible kind of like yeah. fell into place to, to yeah. create this um, negative storm that ended up into a positive storm yeah. of events that it's amazing that you're here today yeah. doing you're gonna have a stroke that's the way to have it apparently <laughs> you, can, you can play it out this is the way happen. to do it yeah let me tell you oh how. man let's just hope that it doesn't happen yeah Knock on wood. i would not wish it upon anyone but no no well thanks katie i appreciate no you on the podcast. thank you for having me all right Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.